Welcome to a brand new episode of Techsplained by ITP.net, a podcast where we explore the latest exciting trends and developments in the tech industry. I'm your host Arya Devi, the commercial editor for ITP.net. Today's episode is quite unique. Instead of just explaining on some specific technology, today we are going to dive into the role of technology in diversity, equity and inclusion. Diversity and inclusion include more than just headcounts, rules or programs. By valuing each team member's individual needs, viewpoints and capabilities, equ- equitable employers outperform their rivals. As a result, people who work in diverse and inclusive environments show more loyalty and trust. UAE was ranked first among the Arab countries in the World Economic Forum's Global Gender Gap Report 2022. The UAE Gender Balance Council Strategy 2026 aims to further reduce the gender gap across all sectors, enhance UAE's ranking in global competitiveness, reports on gender equality and achieve gender balance in decision-making positions, as well as promote the UAE status as a benchmark for gender balance legislation. Today we have our very first female podcast guest Supriya Jha Chief Diversity and Inclusion Officer from SAP. Welcome to the podcast Supriya and thank you for joining me today to discuss one of the most pressing topic. Thank you very much for having me here today Arya. This is an honor and a, a you know great pleasure for me. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Great. So Supriya, your designation is quite unique. It in itself shows the importance businesses have realized to have a diversity and inclusion strategy. So, could you elaborate on what is the need for a DNI journey for businesses? Yeah, I think businesses have come a long way in the last decade or so on the topic of diversity, equity and inclusion. It has come to that stage now where businesses are being held to a higher standard. In the past you would notice that corporations were looked to you know towards for economic opportunities for creating you know more innovation in terms of product design and so on now companies are also being looked at as good corporate citizens mm-hmm. who will make an impact on society who will make an impact on the economic standing of the society uh, on um, on the general well-being um, of the communities that they live and work in as well and so from a business stakeholder standpoint i think it has come to that phase now where companies are being looked to um, for having a you know a really value based proposition also we at sap are members of the business round table which is a you know think tank and an organization based in the us which holds us to that you know higher standard and so we really deeply embed diversity equity inclusion into the way we operate every single day and the way we serve our customers and clients around the world that's one the second is the movement towards dni is also being asked for by you know the millennials the gen z population that is entering our workforce mm-hmm. we as employers really need to create a workplace where everyone can thrive where everyone can bring their fullest selves to work so they so that they can you know actively 
contribute to the workplace so that they can create the most innovative products, the most creative you know, outcomes for the organization, for the clients, for the stakeholders. So given the fact that they are asking us to make sure that we walk the talk on diversity and inclusion, we are making sure that it is deeply embedded into the way we think about our people policies, in terms of uh, the way we think about our products, um, and our general interaction with the world. So both of these, you know, groupings are kind of driving that need for DNI within businesses. Um, and like you said, DNI is not just about people policies and you know headcount and so on. It's that entire experience mm-hmm. um, of being in an organization that is purpose driven. Okay. Perfect. Makes sense. So as I have previously said, UAE as a region is the first place among other Arab countries in the gender gap report. So could you provide us some in, uh, like insights on the current DNI landscape in the tech sectors to be exact? Firstly, congratulations to the UAE mm-hmm. for you know <laughs> leading the way on this topic for the Arab countries. It means a lot for uh, global organizations like ours to also have UAE lead the way. Um, It is not an easy topic. It requires intentional efforts and a very deep, you know, commitment um, to the topic of diversity and inclusion to keep it moving forward. It requires great persistence. So once again, congratulations to UAE. I think if you look at the landscape of diversity and inclusion in the technology industry, it has evolved over a period of time. Mm -hmm. From initially being a topic which people used to be scared to talk about, we have now arrived at a place where mature organizations that are actively going after this topic, they are feeling proud to put themselves out there for assessment, for you know improving themselves on an everyday basis, for having those courageous conversations both uh, within their walls, with their employees, and even outside with stakeholders. So there has definitely been uh, a very significant and a steep uh, movement towards maturity on the diversity and inclusion agenda, very specifically in the technology industry. It has been supported a lot by the technological um, innovations as well. Mm -hmm, So what you will see now is um, product innovations in terms of data analytics, for instance, that help you understand what diversity actually means. Mm -hmm. It varies the topic of diversity and inclusion, changes from region to region. Globally around the world, we consider, for instance, gender as one of the key, um, you know, metrics that we will evaluate ourselves on. But then every country has its own definition of underrepresented. In the U.S., for instance, we look at race and ethnicity as a broad category that we study. Without technology, without data analytics that could support us, we would never be able to do this work. So the maturity has also arrived because of the technological uh, innovation. And like I said, you know, companies are now becoming bold enough to put themselves out there to be assessed. So for instance, SAP became the first multinational technology company to be awarded uh, a global gender equality certification from the Economic Dividends for Gender Equality, the EDGE organization. Oh, that's great. And I think that tells you that while our numbers are not necessarily at parity, mm-hmm. we are at uh, approximately 35% women in the workforce, approximately you know 28.2% women in management ranks, um, and 
I won't say that we are exceptionally thrilled with those numbers. <laughs> we are making ambitions, you know, and uh, we've got aspirations to hit parity very, uh, very quickly. But we are putting ourselves out there for yes. assessment. Um, we are also making sure that we continuously improve the programs, the approaches, the interventions towards making our workplaces more equitable, making our workplaces more inclusive, not just for women, but for everyone who is a part of our organization. So that maturity curve towards becoming a company that means inclusion for all mm -hmm. is something that I see as a sign of uh, big progress and big growth. Yeah, so I think businesses putting themselves forward for assessment might be the first steps, like a yeah, new I step think, to take. You know, if one had to think about taking the first step towards diversity and inclusion for a company, I would say make sure you understand what you are going after. Mm. Assessment is one of the first things you will do. You will look at yourself and you will try and understand where you might be on the journey mm. around gender, around all other KPIs that can be measured in your jurisdiction, right? If you are in the US, for instance, you could measure yourselves on the composition of your workforce from a race and ethnicity standpoint, from a gender standpoint, from a veteran status standpoint, disability, and so on. And then in other parts of the world, you can measure yourselves on many other kind of, you know. Uh, yes, depends criteria. on the region. So the assessment is the first step. Um, and then I think at the end of the day, this is a long game. Yes. You know, change it's doesn't happen. Exactly. <laughs> change doesn't happen here overnight. So it takes time. And um, for most companies, this is this requires multiple years of planning, execution, and you know maintaining the movement. Okay, so you just mentioned data analytics as a key point. So, diving more into the actual discussion topic, so how can uh, business leaders leverage technology to include DNI, and what are the different solutions, for example, that companies can use AI and ML or like you said, analytics. So you, could you please elaborate on that? Yeah, sure. I'll give you my own example mm -hmm. of how I have, or the people in our entire organization, we all have been using technology to move um, the needle ahead in terms of diversity and inclusion. We've used analytic solutions that are embedded into our human resource information system. Mm -hmm. So at SAP, we utilize success factors, which is also a product that we make. But we utilize the data analytics sections of success factors to understand where are we really on um, from a workplace composition standpoint, how diverse is our organization. And we measure that, not just, you know, every quarter or twice a year or something like that on an everyday basis. Oh, okay. So the movement is assessed on a kind of uh, daily basis in a live format. The second way I think organizations can really move forward on DNI is by building in accessibility into all possible products that they are de developing mm -hmm. for their clients, but also utilizing internally. So I'll give you a very simple example. We all are attending, you know, town halls and all hands, which are virtual in nature now. Mm -hmm. Many a times our hearing disabled, uh, hearing impaired colleagues it's ask us if they can see closed captioning. Yeah. Right. So there is technology out there that is facilitating virtual meetings. There's, you know, I, there's Zoom, there's Microsoft Teams and so on. In all of them, the closed captioning feature is a very important one for 
for those who need it. It's yes. not just the hearing disabled. It's also people like me whose English is the second language, right? <laughs> yes. So, Sometimes you don't, you don't get the accent. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So building in that intentional accessibility feature is an important way of, you know, including everyone. And then there are other ways. For instance, there is technology out there uh, that can help you de-bias your job descriptions, which means that your job description should have words that attract everyone, mm -hmm. men, women, you know, uh, people of color and so on. So certain words can turn off people. Yes. And there is technology out there right now that helps you remove those words from your job description. So uh, our Success Factors product has it, but there are others also, mm -hmm. which are really good. And I really encourage, you know, um, technology leaders and people managers in general to use some of these. Um, yeah, perfect. So recent reports also suggest that 90% of UAE full-time workers wish to work hybrid work mode. And also there are so many companies now who promote and support hybrid or remote workforce. So what is the effect of this in the DNI environment? I think the world has really taken a turn with this COVID pandemic, mm -hmm. requiring all of us to work remotely. And companies have begun to realize the value of, you know, remote work for different categories of employees. Women were the biggest users of uh, the remote working, you know, environment in the past. But as, as the COVID pandemic hit us, uh, you know, we've noticed that all of our employees are asking for that flexibility yes. of workplace. There's a recent study by McKinsey uh, on women in the workplace, which clearly tells you that women continue asking for that kind of flexibility. And flexibility is basically giving them the opportunity of not only, you know, providing their best to the home environment, but also providing everyone their best chances at giving, you know, 100% to their work as well. We, I think we'll all agree that yes. <laughs> we have become extremely productive <laughs> with the work, you know, with the flexible work environment. So it has a huge impact on diversity and inclusion as an experience also. Women and a lot of people with disabilities, a lot of people who consider themselves underrepresented, a minority community, tend to face lesser microaggressions mm -hmm. in the remote working environment. Primarily because, you know, they are many times shielded from the from the comp you know company of people who don't understand them fully. But I think it also is offering us an opportunity to let our people live their full selves, you know, their full lives. So it, I think the flexible work environment definitely has a huge value. So according to you, what does an ideal work environment look like in regards to DNI? I think that's a great question. So when we think of diversity and inclusion, we are thinking about inclusion, mm -hmm. you know, um, first. Yes. <laughs> inclusion for all first, being people first as, as an organization and creating that environment where everyone feels comfortable to bring their full um, and, you know, best selves to work while keeping in mind the value system of the organization they're working with is that ideal environment. Mm. So if I feel, for instance, comfortable being an effective, you know, worker, being a mother of two daughters, being an Indian, <laughs> I was born in, and raised in India, and now I'm, I'm an American citizen. If I'm able to bring those multiple identities to work, to my workplace, 
that is an, an ideal environment from a diversity and inclusion standpoint so Go after ahead. listening to this uh, podcast there might be some business leaders who are wondering on how they can implement the dni strategy into their workforce so what would be the tips that you would give to these business leaders to provide like the businesses with their best dni's journey it's a very good question i think i should start with myself because as a practitioner as a person who has dedicated most of my career to, to diversity and inclusion i test all of these ideas with myself first mm-hmm. so i think the first place for leaders or the first tip i would give is while you're being scared about this topic because it's a, it's a very vast and infinite kind of space to look at diversity and inclusion changes according to different regions territories states and so on cities as well i would say don't let the fear stop you mm. be bold enough to explore this area and this thought process it will require you to challenge your own unconscious biases and your assumptions and the many a times the value systems that you have been raised with as well as many times we for instance i grew up in india my family's value systems really kind of make me look at the world in a different way but now that i live in a almost like as a global citizen <laughs> i have to learn every single day from the people who live and work uh, who, who live around me right so it's important for us to be brave and courageous yes yeah that's the first one the second one is i think we all need to face the facts measurement is key in diversity and inclusion yes. please go out there utilize whatever hri system you have whatever technology you can use around data analytics to understand what is the composition of your workforce what you will measure you will be able to move the needle on so it's important that you measure the composition of your teams know what others are doing to improve the the outcomes for mm-hmm. their teams in terms of gender balance or whatever other kind of you know objective you have so measurement is key and then finally i think it's important for our leaders to make sure that they open the channels for people to be themselves they actively listen they encourage and facilitate courageous conversations they facilitate you know an open door policy when people can tell them what's on their minds because this requires continuous learning yes i from my personal experience will tell you that i never consider myself as a as a guru or as an expert in this area because i am learning every single day mm-hmm. uh so please keep an open mind and continuously learn and let your people tell you what's on their mind so that you can improve in a very agile fashion okay perfect thank you so much supriya it's really great on you learn uh, i learned a lot from this uh podcast recording Thank you very much Arya this was such an honor and a pleasure and i hope the listeners can take away some nuggets from our conversation today all right thank you for tuning into this episode of tech explained once again i am your host arya devi and i hope you enjoyed exploring the role of technology in diversity equity and inclusion with us today if you love listening all things tech and understanding about technology more don't forget to tune into tech explained which is available on spotify apple google or wherever you get your podcast from 